This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Jo North. A big welcome to the show, all about collaborative innovation. And we're going to be talking about what is collaborative innovation, why is it important, what drives it, you know, what are the reasons that people get involved in collaborative innovation projects. We're also going to be talking about collaborative innovation ecosystems and networks and when is it good to collaborate on innovation and when not so, how to select a great partner and what are some of the key success factors and pitfalls to avoid. So there's lots here in this episode, I really hope you enjoy it. Let's think about what collaborative innovation is. Well, starting off with collaboration, it's a process where people with diverse interests and skills and knowledge come together and they pull their collective wisdom, resources, insights, enthusiasm to improve outcomes, to enhance decisions. And it's about people communicating, working together on a shared goal. And innovation is creating something new, a new solution, a new way of doing things, a new product, service, method, all of those things that is useful. So it's solving a problem for someone somewhere. It's contributing something. So collaborative innovation, you put the two together. It's about people coming together, sharing their diverse wisdom, skills, experience and resources to innovate, to solve a common problem or go after a shared opportunity. The thing about collaborative innovation is that it's a mindset as well as a process and strategy. And the mindset of collaboration and innovation is really important because it can be really challenging. It's one of the really rewarding things about innovation that's wonderful is working with other different people, so many diverse different organisations and people with different skills and so on. And that also brings its challenges. So before you even embark on a collaborative innovation project, it's really about making sure that your mindset is in the right place, that you understand there'll be ups and downs throughout that. And it's about working together and developing the partnership, developing the relationship so that you can tackle those together. There's something called the fog of uncertainty in innovation, which is a design council phrase. And I love that phrase, the fog of uncertainty, because we start off in innovation and we think we've got some clarity about what it is we want to do, maybe even how we're going to do it. But as we progress through that innovation process and we learn more things, we realise we didn't know as much as we originally thought. So that's why this fog of uncertainty comes in. And what we've got to do is keep working through that fog of uncertainty until we get some clarity on the other side. And that's why collaborative innovation especially is a mindset because we're doing that with partners. There might be partners that we've not worked with before, different people, different organisations who are seeing different things and experiencing different things from the innovation process. So mindset is absolutely critical. But there are so many benefits from collaborative innovation 
when it's done well and when it's successful. Lots of improved engagement and efficiencies. By working together, you can get there faster, do it more effectively and all of those good things. You can build stronger processes because you've had more diverse input into the innovation itself. Risk management can be improved, again, because of those diverse perspectives. And I've talked about this before, haven't I, on the show, that actually diversity, difference of opinions, backgrounds, experiences, is really a fantastic asset to have when you're innovating because it really does de-risk it. You've got so many different perspectives, people seeing things from all sorts of angles, and that, of course, helps spot things and reduce the risk of any blind spots. It helps with skills development as well. And I'm going to say a little bit more about that in a moment. And one of the wonderful things, one of the most precious and enjoyable things that I love about collaborative innovation is the relationships, the networks, the bonds that you get when you work with people and you're working on a shared goal, a common aim, and you're doing that together as a team. And I think that is just so rewarding. So the relationships that you can build and that can go on to stand you know, the test of time and endure beyond the innovation itself. So when collaborative innovation goes well, it really is a fantastic thing to be involved in. And there's so much more collaborative innovation that's out there, that's happening and that's needed. We've got big challenges and opportunities in the world at the moment, and some of them are bigger than any single organisation or entity can solve on their own. These things are globalisation, digital technology means that we're all better connected and that creates lots of opportunity and lots of challenge as well. So I'm seeing a lot of collaborative innovation around that. Also, the other end of the scale, localisation, communities, regions coming together to form perhaps industrial clusters or centres of excellence or put themselves on the map or create a real sense of place and social engagement. So localization is another driver of collaborative innovation. Technology, of course, as we're all learning about being even more digital. So digital is here, it's not, it's not coming. And there's a, still a growth process to go through. How can we use this emerging technology for the greater good and to benefit us all and also to achieve things like decarbonization and net zero and move faster on resolving issues around things like climate change as organisations, plus social change as well. One of the wonderful collaborative innovation projects I've been privileged to be part of was for a community in the northeast of England, and there was some money available from the council to be spent in that community. And I facilitated a whole collaborative innovation project, working with about 80 plus members of that community and the housing association to help the residents decide together how they'd like to spend that money and how they'd like to innovate in their community and that was a wonderful thing to be part of and of course there's amazing pioneering research and development that means that how do we use the things that we find that scientists and technologists and engineers are coming up with how do we use those things how do we put those great discoveries into practice So collaborative innovation, there's lots of drivers for it, lots of big, challenging, chunky issues and also opportunities that require lots of different brains, perspectives, different resources and skills coming together to solve. 
What I'm seeing more and more is the evolution of collaborative innovation ecosystems. So what are those? Well, they're organisations of all types coming together to solve those problems, to innovate those problems and opportunities. I'm also seeing a lot more cross-functional collaborative innovation inside organisations themselves. So people working more cross-functionally, combining, pooling different skills within the same business or within the same organisation. Citizens coming together to help with innovation projects and a real increase in co-creation, co-design, co-production. And they sound like really sort of modern, newfangled words, don't they? But they're not. They, they date back to about the 1960s. The Chicago police put additional officers on the beats and they found that crime went down. And it wasn't just because of the visibility of the additional officers. It was because the community was seeing those officers and sharing intelligence and sharing insight and actually helping solve the problem. And that was when the word co-creation was first coined. I think that was in about 1969 or something like that. So citizens working with organisations to jointly solve problems, to jointly innovate. And they've been doing that with the public sector. And going back to here in the UK, the austerity measures that the public sector underwent a number of years ago forced co-creation to an extent because budgets were reduced and to provide the same level or better levels of service to the community, public sector really had to work a lot harder to engage communities and get communities involved in those priorities. And of course, academia researchers coming out with fantastic discoveries, solutions, new technologies constantly and getting those into the public domain so that they're used, they're practical, they're living is really essential too. So collaborative innovation ecosystems are all these different types of organisations interconnecting and sharing learning and looking at how they can come together to solve some of those. And some great examples, not necessarily all of those sectors coming together, but some of them. I love the Sellafield Game Changers project, which engages academia and startups and larger businesses and business from different sectors coming together to find new solutions for nuclear decommissioning. So that's a great example. Of course, as you know, it would be remiss of me not to mention the brilliant 2050 Innovation Hub at Port of Tyne, which brings the region in the northeast together, but also ports up and down the country, the maritime industry and beyond in the UK and internationally too. So lots of great examples. And you might have heard of open innovation, which of course is part of the collaboration innovation mix. And open innovation is where an organisation says, come on, everyone, you know, we're here. If you've got an idea of something that we can do better, let us have it and let us work with you on that idea. And companies as diverse as AstraZeneca, L'Oreal, SNCF, the French rail company, and others have got open innovation programs too. And before the show, somebody asked me specifically and they said, well, I've heard of a collaborative innovation network. What is one of those? Well, just very briefly, a collaborative innovation network or COIN is the um, abbreviation slash acronym for that is what Peter Glor defines as a cyber team of self-motivated people with a collective vision enabled by the web to collaborate in achieving a common goal by sharing ideas, information and work. So these are people that really come together over the internet, over the web, 
and they work together. You see it a lot in technology and in software, particularly in open software, where developers work on making the software better, improving it, using it for different things and sharing learning. So if that's something you're interested in or you ever wondered what it was, now you know. If you hadn't heard of it before, then now you have. So that's what a collaborative innovation network is. Sometimes it's better not to collaborate and sometimes it's better to collaborate with innovation. So when is it useful to engage in collaborative innovation with partners? Well, I think where you and your partners have got common non-competitive goals and objectives. And there might be times where you and your partner actually do compete, but that's still okay for you to collaborate on the areas where you're not competing, areas that are safe to learn from each other. It might be bigger picture things like the environment or safety or or, or shared learning for other non-competitive things, where the innovation is customer focused so you might have a shared customer you might be doing different things in a slightly different space but you've got a single customer with a shared objective and you can come together to offer an even better solution for that customer huge challenges as i've said like decarbonization technology climate change improving the social environment and so on You can pool diverse expertise, and this is wonderful, to get experts from one area working with experts of another and seeing how they collaborate and come together. I've actually done some really large bids and worked with some fantastic engineering companies and some fantastic operating companies and got them working together to create combined bid-winning solutions. And that's a really rewarding and enjoyable thing to do. And the wonderful thing is you can get better access to all sorts of other expertise and resource and insights and great people by using each other's networks. So when you're collaborating on innovation, you're really enhancing your existing network because you've also got your collaborators network of great contacts and people too. And collaborative innovation is useful as long as people have got the maturity to have the attitude of thinking through problems together, overcoming the challenges of working together and really being positive and looking for common ground because you're working with diverse skills, agendas, perspectives and so on. So it's a good idea when you're at that mature space of mindset. So how to select the right collaborative innovation partner? Well, as I've said, you need a non-competitive context for the innovation. You can be competing in other areas, but The space that you're innovating in together ideally needs to be non-competitive, that you've got a shared space that you can work on safely in collaboration. You need common goals and objectives. All of those goals and objectives don't have to be the same or shared. You just need to have enough of a shared purpose to want the same thing for good reasons and also shared values about how you work together. And trust is really important and a sense of openness Because then if you've got openness and trust, you can work through anything as long as you communicate and work together. So resources, the right expertise, we've mentioned the maturity of attitude, but also leadership commitment. So when you're bringing your organisations to work together, there needs to be commitment from the leadership of each of those organisations to actually make this partnership, this collaboration work. Clarity up front about who's doing what, what the goal is, how it's going to work, 
what to do if things go wrong as well. So working through any what if scenarios, what if this happens, what if that goes wrong, sort that out and plan for that before it does and then it'll help the whole collaboration work much more smoothly. And I really like the example from the ISO 44001 collaboration standard. So there is an international standard for collaboration. It's not specifically for innovation, but it's useful for innovation as well, of course. It really says that what we need to do is have shared vision, leadership, values and goals, that there's a strategy for the collaboration to move forward. And there's a clear roles, responsibilities, great governance processes that work together and you're really sort of planning through the life cycle of the collaborative innovation project with your partner or partners and how it's going to work together. So the more good quality conversations you can have with your partners right at the very outset before the collaborative innovation project starts, the better because you can set the stall out, you can make sure everybody's aligned and everybody's understanding is the same, sort out any issues there might be before you move forward and and actually get on with the project. I said I'd, I'd talk about skills a little bit for collaborative innovation, and it is a really skilled leadership environment to be in because you've got your own objectives, the things you want to achieve, your own way of working, and you've got to accommodate, allow for other parties, ways of working and style and preferences and objectives as well. So it really needs quite advanced leadership and management skills around communication, commerciality, courage, commitment, culture, all of these things, creativity too and customer focus and great listening, great emotional intelligence and and much more. So it's really good for skills development and The way to avoid the pitfalls of any collaborative innovation, because you've got different people coming together, it could all go wrong. Sometimes it does. But the way to avoid that is really to do a number of things. Firstly, be super clear on the innovation challenge. Agree what the scope is. Agree who's going to do what and what's important. Create that shared vision and understand the values of how everybody is going to agree to work together and also what's going to happen you know, if things don't go to plan and try and do some contingency planning up front. The other thing is to think about relationships and I've mentioned values in the context of how the partnership should work and could work and trust is the underlying thing that needs to be in place for a really great high-performing collaboration. Trust is the foundation layer. With trust, it means you can challenge each other safely. And with challenge and listening, people become more engaged and committed to the outcome and you'll have higher performing results. So really thinking about trust and openness as being at the very heart and the foundation of your collaborative innovation partnership. And good processes help. We need great communication. You need to decide how you're going to communicate, who, when, and those sorts of things, how decisions are going to be made, how you're going to look after the governance of your collaborative innovation project too. You need really good clarity around the project, definition, scoping, all of that up front, great relationships based on trust and openness, and good processes that enable the project to run and for you to achieve your innovation goals as effectively and efficiently as you can. And 
That's it really from me. So I just wanted to share those thoughts on collaborative innovation. If you've got some collaborative innovation projects and you'd like some more resources, please do check out bigbangpartnership.co.uk slash resources. There's lots of free stuff on there for you. And also on the Big Bang website, there's a blog on open innovation and there, there are a number of collaborative blogs on there as well. One on leading remote collaboration and several more. So just have a look at the blogs and you'll see all sorts of articles and things for you there. Thank you very much for joining me for the show. I've really enjoyed being with you and I'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.